show on the road today you got six straight hours of ref radio oec fiber football friday ref radio in transit to iowa uh i am in the back seat drake dyken is driving chris plank directly in front of me in the passenger seat we are following the other uh landers vehicle this morning with andrew shepherd stats kelly and tom shores headed to OU Iowa State, and as soon as uh, this hour's over, we're going to pass the headset to Chris and the Plank Show. Also, mobile edition today. Uh, we will be uh, t- we're trying to beat the team up there, Teach, so we can get the Brent Venables interview this afternoon. Plus, uh, you'll be surprised to know Chris has a national radio show this afternoon that he will be hosting. What? Yep. Shocking. Ankeny, Iowa is where we'll be landing tonight. Drake Dyken will then, I think, are you going to the stadium tonight? He'll be heading on to the stadium, up to Ames to get us all set up. we got an early day tomorrow, 7 a.m. pregame coverage for you tomorrow from Jack Trice Stadium. Teddy and I will have you for an hour up there in the press box. And then what What else is anybody else coming up, Teach? What's happening at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning? Travis, if you're listening, remind me where you're broadcasting from uh, for pre and post tomorrow, um, or at least post for sure. So, uh, Travis is heading up, and uh, he has a spot there that he's going to be at. But let me see if I can find that. Let me see if I can find that for you, and I'll get that information to you. Okay. All right, but yeah, good. he's heading up. But that's it. The rest of you, just uh, this your crew. Network pregame starts at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Kickoff at 11:03. World Series finally gets underway tonight. We got Game One between the Phillies and the Astros coming up tonight from Houston. It'll be Nola versus Verlander. Your pitching matchup for game one tonight. TJ, you are picking? Uh, I feel uh, similar to what you did um, when you mentioned it earlier in the week. I think the Astros are the better team. I'm pulling for the Phillies. And I don't know, man. Bryce Harper's really a story right now, but I don't know if that comes crashing down on him or if he continues that. So I'll go Phillies and six. Oh, really? And that's a lot of wishful thinking. Uh, Jethro's yeah. Barbecue in Ames for both pre and post is where uh, Travis will be. 1301 Buckeye Avenue in Ames, Iowa. Huh. So 8 that's to 10 for pregame game. and then uh, postgame. Jethro's Barbecue. I think I heard him and Tyler talking about that place. Like it's the largest sports bar 
in the Big 12. Oh, really? They were talking about. They were. They were saying, "How did? The, how in the world do they know that? Have they stepped them all off?" And so, anyway, that yeah, would be surprising to me that there's not a bigger one in Fort Worth or Austin. Uh, Everything's always bigger in Texas, right? That's true. Yeah. That's a good point you make. Um, okay, quick round of who you got, okay, Big 12 edition. TCU at West Virginia tomorrow, 11 a.m., who you got? I am kind of leaning this your is my way. Upset special. This is your upset special. I just... I don't know. I, I thought that somebody's going to get TCU for the last several weeks, and they haven't. So I'm going to go TCU and hope that reverse psychology happens there. I don't like that because that may give you the upset special, but I'm going TCU. Let me get, uh, just to clarify for people out there that are new to the show, you would prefer TCU lose and not be in the hunt for the national championship. And rather Alabama or another big dog who always wins championships win another one. That's not what I said at Ohio all. State. I just said that I thought TCU no, would get that. somebody would get them for you, the last several weeks, and they haven't. If Alabama played TCU in the national championship game, who would you root for? Um, I wouldn't root for either one. I would probably pick Alabama in that game, though. All right, come on, you'd be rooting for Alabama. Um. Teddy Lehman has chimed in. No don't. way that bar is bigger than Kegler's in Morgantown. I don't know anything about any of them. I'm just telling you what I heard on the radio. Ted's been to all of them. No way. Kegler's is huge. Travis, can you please get a square footage on Jethro's? <laughs> Teddy, see if you can get a square footage on Kegler's, and we'll try to figure this out. Okay, uh, tomorrow night, Baylor at Texas Tech. Both teams are four and three. Who you got? Tech favored by two and a half. I'm going to go Dave Aranda and the Fighting yeah, Baylor Bears. Yes, you are. Uh, Dave Aranda and Joey McGuire is a good coaching matchup on the low down there. I'd rather see Tech them just throw down and fight. Last week, I think they got a little cocky this week out there in Tech. I think Baylor's going to roll into town and kind of kick him in the teeth a little bit. I have this game has tied me in knots trying to figure out what's going to happen. OSU at Kansas State, Teach. It's a battle of two programs with winning cultures right now. Who you got? Who's who's uh, Kansas State got at quarterback? No idea. That's why I can't really pick this game. If Adrian Martinez is there and he's healthy, I'm going. I'm not 100% sure who Oklahoma State's playing at quarterback. Well, I'm pretty sure they're. If a, uh, that's my answer. If Adrian Martinez is there and ninety-five oh, percent, I'm going Kansas State. If he's not, I'm going the other way. So um, I'm going Oklahoma State. So I, I mean, I don't have an answer for you because I don't know who's playing quarterback for Kansas State. I can tell you. You want an answer? This, I'll give you an answer. Kansas State. I'll say Kansas State. I slightly in case State as long as it's not Rubley. How about that? Um, I feel about OSU a little bit the way I feel about TCU this week is coming off big emotional comeback home win over Texas. Now they got to go on the road. K State's a handful, man. K State is a handful, and uh, that crowd's going to be all hooped up up there. Uh, Wabash cannonballing it all over the place. 
So as long as Rubley's not at quarterback, I le- a slight lean K-State, but that'll be a fun game. All right, we're going to take an early break here, Teach, because when we come back, we're going to hook up with Noah Eagle. He will be on the call tomorrow on Fox for the OU-Iowa State game. We'll be back right after this mobile edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Noah Eagle's life has collided with the state of Oklahoma this week. He will be on the call tomorrow for the OU Iowa State game with FS1. Mark Helfrich alongside for that. Also the radio play-by-play or the play-by-play voice for the Los Angeles Clippers who've been in town all week. Noah, good morning. How are you doing today? Toby, I'm doing great. Coming to you live from the airport in Oklahoma City. you got to say, it's, it's a wonderful vibe in here. It's very chill, very easygoing, so I like that. And it's putting me in a good mood. It is a far ways from LAX, that is for sure. It is uh, <laughs> my favorite is. airport in the world. It, it's clean and it's easy. So I'm with you. I love Will Rogers World International Airport. Uh, boy, how about, let's, before we get into this football game, a couple of interesting basketball games in Oklahoma City this week. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, early season, I think you always get these types of surprises across the league. And, you know, Oklahoma City, the Thunder, I give them a lot of credit. They've got a good young nucleus of talent. We knew that coming into the year. And with, with Shea Gilgis Alexander coming back into the fold, and even without Josh Giddy, you know what they've got. And, and Lou Dord and Pokushevsky and, and some of these others that are starting to come on strong over the last two years. And so, look, when they get healthy and Chet Holmgren comes back next year and maybe they get another potentially high draft pick, I mean, this is going to be a team in the Thunder that's a force moving forward. I think there's no question about it. And realistically, everybody around the NBA knows that. They're just kind of waiting and trying to take advantage of the time that they can while this team becomes a sleeping giant in the next year. What has life been like for you at, a, at the young age that you're at in the NBA the last couple of years? <laughs> it's fun. There's no doubt about it. Just just getting to see all these cities. That was the, the best part for me, just starting out out of college, was I hadn't been to most of these places. I hadn't been to most of the arenas, and I yeah. grew up such a big fan of the NBA. That was always really a passion of mine more than anything else in the sports world was NBA basketball. And so to be able to travel around with a team and to see all the arenas and to to feel the environment and the energy and and certainly with a team that had title aspirations really the second that I I stepped on quote-unquote campus, if you will, that that was the coolest part. So it was an exciting time, and it still has been over the last four years. And now we'll see if they can bring it together over the course of this 82 game slate. But Traveling around and seeing everything was really the thing that stood out. That's very cool. Yeah, you know, the big news in your family this week, though, was about Dad. Uh, Jim Nance says this is going to be his last Final Four and that Ian Eagle has taken over. What's that been like? What did Dad say about that? He's got to be excited. Hold on, what? Wait, wait. You're serious? (laughs) I'm serious, uh... yes. Um, and it's been a tremendous couple of days in the bird's nest, as we like to call it. And, you know, I think that the coolest part is always the reaction, and it's been 
overwhelmingly positive reaction, whether that's on social media, but more importantly from you know the people that we know and, and that we've been around over the course of the last however many decades. And for him, you know, he told me it was he probably got six to seven hundred texts just in a day in a twenty four hour span, and that that's what I think is always the coolest. So okay, so people people are happy, you know, people are excited for him, and, and I'm glad to hear it because you know he's worked his tail off and. It's well-deserved over the long, illustrious career that he's had, and I think that I don't even think, I know that he's going to go and just dominate the assignment as he always does, and I'm going to be excited to to follow along as the journey continues. You know, I got got two sons, and neither one of them have decided to go into the world of broadcasting. (laughs) At what point, you know, did you say, I want to do what Dad's doing? Yeah, Toby, I mean, I was when I was a kid, when I was young, everyone would ask me, well, what do you want to do when you grow up? What do you want to do? Most kids would say, I want to be an athlete. I want to be an astronaut. I want to be whatever else you might have listed as your, your typical kid answer. I would look them dead in the eye at seven, eight, nine years old and say, I want to be a TV dentist, which is not a real thing. I just, I just made it up. But I said it with my chest. I said it with conviction. <laughs> So people believed me, like I was going to be the Dr. Phil of dentistry and filling molars on a Wednesday at 2 p.m. on your television screen. Well, I quickly realized that I don't think anybody actually wants to sit at home and watch someone get a root canal while they're preparing their meal prep for the week. So uh, I decided around 13 years old after I remember I made a speech in, in class in fifth grade, and my teacher said, ah, you're going to do something in public speaking one day. And I was like, nah, I'm going to go play at Duke and then in the NBA. Like, that's going to be my path. And then I tapped out at about 5'8 on a good day with limited athletic ability. And I said, okay, this isn't going to happen. And I happened to have a good relationship with my father. And I watched him every day get up and be excited for his work. And I said, all right, well, I've seen how the sausage is made. I'm sure that I could probably do the similar thing, if not the same thing, and and that's just kind of how it went. So I didn't do anything until I got to college. And once I got to college, I, I just locked in. I mean, from the day I stepped on campus at Syracuse, I just said, okay, I'm going to make it my mission to just become, by the end of my four years, become the best broadcaster I possibly can, work the tireless hours, did as much as I possibly could, just brought in all the knowledge and it was a sponge, and, and the rest is history from there. But I would say 13 years old is really when I lasered in. Wow. That's right. And when you guys get together now, you know, Thanksgiving or whatever, is it just all spotter board and depth chart talk and everything? Or do you, you know, <laughs> no, we, we just broadcast point. the dinner. No, yeah. It's a, here comes the turkey <laughs> and oh, the gravy. Look at the, the beautiful gravy as it just twinkles down on the excellent meat. No, it's, <laughs> I think we got to shut the brain off for a little bit. Uh, you know, we've got too many games over the course of the year that if you have a little time off, Certainly, the off season. I don't even think. I don't think either of us even think about it. We, you know, if you if you're a Seinfeld fan, you know the summer of George. George Costanza had yeah. his idea where he said, "All right, I'm just going to bitch out. I'm going to create a little little mini fridge in my chair, and I'm going to have drinks on deck and snacks on the other side of the compartment." We call it summer iron for him. He's got basically a two month span where he has nothing, and every single day he is in a pool. And he has a drink, and that's it. And then the summer ends, and he locks back in for 10 months, and then the two months come, and he is just bliss for the two months. So 
that's really the key, I think, is you got to be able to shut the brain off. I haven't really had my summer Noah moment yet, but I'm hoping that's coming soon. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, man, I think you're really good. I think you're fantastic. When when I uh, when I heard that you got the job, I was like, the, uh, you got to be kidding me. The nerve of that kid <laughs> to think he's ready for the NBA. And and then I listened to you, and I'm like, Dad Gummit, he's really good. He deserves it. He's you're. I, you don't need me to tell you that, but you are outstanding. Not just for someone of your age, just period. You are an outstanding broadcaster, and I'm excited to hear you call football tomorrow as OU and Iowa State get together up in uh, in Ames. Couple of teams, Noah, as you know, at the bottom of the conference standings, but this is an important game for both of these teams. How do you size it up? Well, Toby, I appreciate the kind words first and foremost, and I'm excited for this game. I really am. You know, it's interesting because you're right. Record-wise, you look at it on paper and you say, okay, this is going to be you know, a battle of the bottoms or whatever else you want to call it in the Big 12. But we've done the Big 12 the last two weeks. We've had West Virginia the last two weeks, and, and they played Baylor two weeks ago, and then they played Texas Tech last week. And what I'm really realizing about the Big 12 this year is, one, anything can happen. And I think we have no idea week to week who's going to just show up in a big way and put maybe major points on the board or for some reason make huge defensive plays. You know, like two weeks ago, West Virginia, they had just a couple defensive masterpieces over the course of a game against Baylor where they had a scoop and score. They had a couple interceptions that helped seal it. They had a block. PAT that they returned for two points that ended up being the the winning scoring margin of that game. It was an exciting game, and that's what I love about the Big 12 is that you generally have exciting games. But when I look at these two teams, I look at first Iowa State, who's got four straight losses. Both teams are coming off a bye week. But Iowa State, four straight losses by a combined 14 points. Let's just think about it. A couple bounces in those games, and they could very well be five and two or even six and one, or at least four and three. So that's a team that's got to be hungry to, to prove that they're much better than their three and four record. And then certainly Oklahoma, you know, they had the three game losing streak, but you look at the impact that Dylan Gabriel has at quarterback. He, he had knocked out early against TCU. They had that narrow loss against Kansas State and what was a back and forth affair. But without Gabriel, they just couldn't really find any offense. And we talked to Brett Venables earlier this week. And I know he said this publicly a lot, but their quarterback situation wasn't a good one in terms of the depth because they were either playing a true freshman in Nick Evers or they were going to have to play a guy, and they ended up doing it in David Bevel, who didn't get there until Paul Camp and didn't really have a full time to get acclimated to that system, to that offense, to his weapons. And so Bill and Gabriel back, it looks like a different team. They wallop Kansas. You know, that score looks a lot closer than it actually was before the bye week, and, I, and they're ready. I think, you know, the key for them is always going to be defensively. Can they get the stops? And Iowa State, the key is can that number one Big 12 defense find a way to stop what is a pretty explosive Oklahoma attack when they're all, all together, which they are right now, and they're healthier after the bye. So I think it's going to be a fun game. I don't know what, what you feel, but I'm sure that uh, Sooner fans are excited to get back out there and, and see maybe if, if they can get this stretch run moving in a positive direction at the end of the season. No, I agree. I agree. Noah Eagle and Mark Helfrich will be on the call on FS1 broadcast tomorrow at 11 a.m. Noah, I know you got to catch a flight. Thank you so much for a few minutes of your time, and I look forward to shaking your hand tomorrow up in the press box. 
Oh, that'll be great. That'll be a, a great moment. Uh, I won't be like that guy on the plane who's like, I want to shake your hand. I'm not sure if you saw that video, but if not, <laughs> check it out because it's constant laughter from my, from my end at least. But uh, looking forward to the game. I uh, appreciate you having me on. We'll do it again soon. All right. Safe travels, buddy. There you go. Appreciate Noah Eagle. I and his uh, boy. TJ, I, um, he's 25, TJ. He's 25. It's, it's, it's kids like him and Parker that I look at him and I say, what are you doing with your life? I mean, seriously. Do you know what I was doing at 25? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're doing at I'm 49. A, I'm a bumbling buffoon at 49. Just imagine what I was like at 25, and yeah. here he is. Calling uh, NFL games, he's calling collegiate games, he's calling. Uh, he's the voice of the uh, L.A. Clippers. I'm like, come on, man. I was, uh, <laughs> I don't even want to mention some of the things I was doing at 25. <laughs> Spare us, please. Uh-oh. I just bounced. Uh, you're bounced. You you're back. back. Yeah, you came immediately back, so you're good. About, about, okay. Uh, I mean, uh, Chris came by the class this week and and uh, talked to him, and I kind of followed up and just underlined the message he gave, which is, listen, when you get into this business, take whatever job you can get and then work your way into a better one and then work your way into a better one, and then eventually, you know, you may get to where you want to go, but it's going to be a long, hard process, and you're not going to come right out of college being an anchor on Sports Center, you know? Well... Dadgum Ian or Noah Eagle is the exception to the you know the rule. Like he's the point one percent that straight out of college voice of the Clippers, and then uh, one year later, you know everything else you mentioned, and he's good too. Like you know, I'd like uh, last year I would have liked to have turned on the radio and gone, well, he got that job because of his dad, but he's really he didn't deserve it. He deserves it. He's really good. Oh. That's uh, very impressive. He's a very impressive young man who, like you, I'm sure, travels with a Tupperware of his own creamer just so uh, well, if he can smart, have the right if he's flavor smart. of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> they call their house the bird's nest. Did you pick up on that, Teach? I did pick up on that. Uh, Travis Davidson said at 25 I was making beer runs in Shreveport. Uh, I was actually in my 30s then. Uh, I was still <laughs> doing that type of stuff, Travis. The bird's nest, that's pretty good, though. I bet they've got, like, one of those, you know, when you go to the fair and that guy's there with, uh, like, he's uh, burning uh, signs into the uh, wood, you know, and you get the sign up above your front porch. I bet there's a bird's nest sign that uh, mom and dad have above their porch. Established whatever year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, well, we need to take a break. When we come back, TJ's gut. Finally gets it out of his head and spews it all over the radio when we come back. Back after this. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Welcome back to Kansas. We are uh, somewhere, correct me if I'm wrong, Drake, we are somewhere northeast of Wichita. We just passed Butler Community College. All right. Hey, we're making good time, folks. Uh, 25 more minutes of this show, and then at Plank Show takes over. Although we, we are equipped for a crossover section uh, segment uh, coming up as we are motoring 
to Ames, Iowa, for a football game on Saturday. Thanks to Noah Eagle for joining us. It is that time now where we all get to learn what's inside of TJ's gut. Uh, TJ, this segment is now sponsored by... Champion Home Loans. You need to become a champion today. Come home to champion today with Champion Home Loans. You can give them a call at 405-716-4565 or visit them online, winwithchampion.com. Great guys over there. I know them personally, and they'll let you take a picture with a championship belt once things are all closed and done. You can become a champion today. Oh, is that how they do it? John and those guys, yes. Winwithchampion.com. Woo! Well, Uncle has predicted 72-3. to um, TJ, you said your gut has been uh, stuck on a score all week, so let's hear it. What do you say is going to happen tomorrow in Ames? I woke Monday morning, and the gut had a score already. The score was 35-31. to And from there, from having the score, the gut has been on a roller coaster of a week. All over the place with what's going to happen in this game, who was going to win it, who was going to be the one that had 35 points at the end of the night. Or I guess the end of the afternoon, I should say. For part so of the week. The score, you just didn't know who, I, who won. The score was just there with me. As soon as I woke up Monday, I said, this game's going to be 35 31. Several parts of this week, I thought, OU will win 35 31. Others, I said, I think Iowa State wins this game 35-31. to The score has never changed. The victor has. I woke up this morning, and it was clear to me I've, uh, the gut has made a decision. I'm going to let mm-hmm. you know now, the gut has been uneasy all morning long. And I'm no. afraid that's telling me. The gut is saying Iowa State finally gets their first conference win and defeats the Sooners 35-31. to I don't like that. I hope that I'm wrong. Wow. But I think the Cyclones come out victorious at home 35-31. to I'm a homer, but I got to go with what the gut's telling me. I know. I know. I don't cheat and I don't lie. I don't cheat my gut, man. I got to tell you what the gut's telling me, and it's telling me Iowa State wins this game in a close, tight game. Oh, my heavens. Your prediction's possibly right. It's under 41 points. But unfortunately, the gut only sees OU putting up 31. Mm -mm -mm. Well, there you heard it. A gut punch for Sooner Nation this morning as... TJ Perry, the gut's been wrong many times this year. As He's not had a good running this year at, at certain points. So let's hope that the gut is wrong. TJ Perry officially saying this morning on the air he no longer believes in Brent Venables and the OU football program. I did not say He's that. taking Iowa State. I am not. 35-31. The gut is. Do not put this on contest. me. I am not sponsored here. My gut is. Right. Right. Don't put right. this well, on you're me. you're down on paper. Iowa State 35, Oklahoma 31, and I think uh, – I speak for everyone out there. We're stunned. 
We are stunned today and really just staggered at what we have just heard. Um, T.J. Perry picking against Brent Venables, Dylan Gabriel, and the Oklahoma football team. <laughs> I am not. On Saturday. Uh, the gut is. I'm picking Oklahoma 35-31. The gut tells me different. <laughs> oh, this is this has gotten very confusing now. Um, <laughs> all right, is this this the first time this year? This that year, picked against yeah. Oklahoma. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see how that means. Your record's four and three is what that means. So uh, we'll see how. I said it goes the gut has not tomorrow. been very Pretty. consistent this I, year. I think you are too high. <laughs> the guys over at Champion Home Loans do not like my gut right now. They're telling me. <laughs> we did not sponsor a segment <laughs> in which uh, in which the host directly takes a shot at the OU football program. I did not That's take not a what shot. they got into. That's here. not a shot. Shot. I don't blame you. I'd be uh, asking for my money back if I were you. I'd be on the horn right now. Um, I think you're too high in your point total, in my opinion. Now, you might have the right side. I, I'm not going to tell you who I think is going to win this game, but I think it'll be a lower-scoring game. You think that. in the 20s? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yes, that's what I think. Well, I mean, that's what they've played in for the majority of the year be... Iowa State has, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think this will be a Teddy Lehman-type football game. You know, field position, lower scoring, points more valuable. We're not going up and down the field. There's going to be a lower number of possessions in this game, but just stylistically, that's what Iowa State forces you into most of the time. Um, they make you go 10-plus plays to score on them. So... I'm going to guess that it's not quite that high scoring, but I do like the fact that you've got it tight, whichever way you got it. I think it's going to be close. We are, This is a fourth-quarter football game. Uh, one of these teams is going to have the ball with the game on the line uh, at the very end of this, either needing to score or needing to get a stop to win it. Uh, so I do think it'll be a one-possession game and uh, maybe, maybe played in the 20s or so, but... Who knows? You know, it's college football, TJ. You can never figure out anything. Again, if you're just joining us, uh, TJ has just picked 35-31 Iowa State. Iowa State to win this game. I will be interviewing Brent Venables here in the not-too-distant future, and that will be the first question asked (laughs) to him today. Your reaction to TJ Perry picking Iowa State to beat you. He would say, who? That's what Coach would say. <laughs> Who's that? Or say, you know, the guy responsible for bringing Fletcher's Corny Dogs to Owen Field. That guy. He would say, oh, that guy. <laughs> All right. The wiener man. That guy. We got time for a couple more who you gots here uh, around the rest of college football. Uh, Florida, Georgia, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party in Jacksonville tomorrow. Who you got? I've got I've got Georgia, but I think Florida may make this a game, and it's not going to surprise me if they actually knock Georgia off. That this is a game that um, really yes, uh, Georgia's much better. Should win this t- uh, this game, but 
they seem to be uh, distracted this week. They're wanting the game home and home. Um, they're complaining about having it at neutral sites. So I'm going to think that this is a little closer than people think, but I'm picking Georgia. I'm intrigued by Tennessee, Kentucky tomorrow. Uh, Tennessee's got Georgia next week. They're, um, you know, two weeks removed from that big win over Bama. I don't know if they're taking Kentucky seriously enough. Who you got in this? Kentucky wins Kentucky? this game by double digits. Oh boy! It's the anti-Josh Heupel pick, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> TJ picking against his stupid face. Um, watching tomorrow, they show him Ole getting off Miss the bus. They don't even know how to high five people. Ole Miss at Texas A&M. It's been an interesting week for Jimbo, TJ. Who you got? The game is in College Station. Everything about this game screams Ole Miss. It's been a train wreck of a week for Texas A&M. If that's the case. I, 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 I think A&M wins it, though. I think A&M wins at home. Hmm. Seems the whole world's telling It's one of those things that we always talk about. It seems the whole world's telling me A&M's falling apart, and you've locked uh, Ole Miss. Everybody's saying Ole Miss, easy. And so that's that's why I'm going A&M, because everyone seems to be thinking it's going the other way. Yeah, I think it's going the other way. I also picked that game because I wanted something to listen to on the drive home tomorrow night <laughs> that I uh, was invested in. That you were in. invested in, yeah. So I intentionally picked a night game. for. Okay, uh, I needed a, either my locker or my upset to be a night game tomorrow. So uh, uh, that's why I've got uh, Ole Miss at 6.30 kickoff against Texas A&M tomorrow night. All right, we'll take a break. We'll see if we can get Chris Plank hooked up and do a mobile crossover. When we come back, we are headed to Iowa. It's an OEC Fiber Football Friday here on The Ref. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. Do you need legal help? Make the right call and choose TTSB Law to help you. A winning law firm, local in Norman, Tally Turner Spice Burtman, have experienced attorneys that will provide you the best representation possible. Whether you are facing a criminal charge, going through a divorce, dealing with family estate issues, or need help for your business, we are here to protect you. Call us at 405-364-8300 or visit our website, ttsblaw.com. Since 1964, Oklahoma Electric Cooperative has sent high school juniors to our nation's capital to join thousands of other high schoolers on Youth Tour, a program sponsored by America's Electric Co-ops. There they tour the nation's capital, have meaningful conversations with our elected officials, and compete for scholarships and greater opportunities. OEC's Youth Tour Contest is open now. Learn more and apply at www.okcoop.org slash youth tour. OEC, the power of connection. Hello, this is Terry Saxon, broker owner of Saxon Realty Group. My $8.99 listing fee is saving sellers thousands in listing commissions. There's no need to pay unnecessary listing fees when I can give you the same full service and sell your home just as fast. Don't just settle on any realtor to sell your home and don't assume your friend slash realtor is giving you the best deal. My $8.99 listing fee is a game changer. I'm one of the top five realtors in Cleveland County and top one-third of all Oklahoma City metro area. Call me today at 405-361-3380. Visit my website at saxonrealtygroup.com. 
Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. All right, final segment for me. Traveling north and a little bit east. As we're headed to uh, Ankeny, Iowa tonight. And it's time for the crossover brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. Chris Plank sitting directly in front of me in the passenger seat. How are we doing, Plank? Good. Good. I would like to uh, I have an official statement to make yep. right off the top. I would like to publicly apologize to both Toby and TJ, <laughs> the entire T-Row in the Morning Nation, for my tardiness this morning. I wish I had some cool excuse, but I legitimately was standing in my off in my studio and it was 5:15 in the morning and i don't know what i did for the next 15 minutes toby i have no recollection it's just yeah. maybe made a coffee maybe played on my just phone just disappeared huh but yeah so the next thing i know i'm in my car and i'm driving and, and drake says i'm about 20 minutes out and i'm like what's he doing just getting started on his drive or something and then i realized <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a little bit farther away than i thought so the uh the inability to have that perfect connection, TJ, Toby, Drake, T-Row in the morning, Nation, yeah. uh, is all a miscalculation on my part because everything is, oh, yeah, it's just over there in for, my Just world. first segment. That's right. all that was today. It's just, it's just first, right over there. Yeah. Not the case. But a fun trip. Though, well, right? I would like to thank you. You don't owe me an apology, but thank you for being man enough to apologize. Yeah, you know, th- there's mistakes not that every, are made in life. Not everybody is man enough to apologize when they've done something right. wrong. Right. So, well, uh, and, and again, I, uh, I, the necessary grief that needed to be taken, I took. And I, I'm still trying to figure out where, like, those 15 minutes went. Hmm. It's, it's just as, like, I, maybe I got zapped into space. I mean, I, I didn't go to bed relative. I mean, 1030, 11 o'clock last night, right? Right after the Thursday night game, so... Not like you I have was... odd hours. Do you ever sleep standing up? Do you ever just kind of phase okay. out for fifteen minutes? Do, do or you want to? You want to know something new that has started to happen? Yeah. Maybe this is an old man thing. Um, I sit. I have a spot in the corner of my couch, right, right here. There's a little table next to me, mm-hmm. and my Frenchie will always lay next to me, and I'll just lay my head back and fall asleep like this. Huh. So that's kind of a new thing for me. Do you snore? Um. I, now, what's weird is I'll snore when I lay down. Right, but I don't think I do when I'm sitting up. Though I'm sure my wife and kids would disagree. Okay, so, all right, pretty good. So I don't, I did not fall asleep. Hmm. But I will say, whenever I was pulling out of the neighborhood, <laughs> when I'm pulling out of the neighborhood in Goldsby, and Drake's like, I'm 20 minutes out. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm gonna beat him there. Yeah, no, not even close. So, yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Right on time, uh, boy, right? Boy, the drive seems to be going well so far, and I'm eager to listening to your sh- uh, eager to listen to your show. I will say one thing you'll hours. notice that I've noticed, and, and Drake takes oh, I'm sorry, Drake takes some unnecessary grief for his driving, but he I does. Think he's been fine so far. He does have one thing that has become, um, and, and he admits to it. It's not a knock, but he has to constantly clean the windshields. Huh. Now that's not a thing with me, is it? With you? Uh, you mean he's squirting them? Yes. With the, the windshield. Right. Uh, no, not a thing with me. Right, and same. I'll tell you what, he would not get along well with uh, Kevin Henry. Uh-huh. 
Because Kevin does not believe in using windshield wipers, <laughs> even in a driving rainstorm. Really? He says it makes the vision more difficult. I've noticed Teddy is similar to that. And the one time we rode home from Iowa last year, we were in a rainstorm, and Teddy did not use the windshield wipers. You know, at the story. TJ, do you use windshield wipers when you when it rains? Uh, yes, and I I clean mine. Uh, okay, I don't know that so often like that. is uh, the right word, but yeah, I'll I'll, I'll well, give a little windshield washer fluid. Let every me give now you a then. number then here, TJ. Um, in about an hour and forty <laughs> minutes since Drake's been driving. Out there, we're out uh, of fluid. We're out of washer fluid. Oh that. yeah, no, I'm not that. I'm maybe yeah. No, okay, no, no, right. no. Just want to make sure. I guess, you know, if a bug a bug gets in my way or whatever, and I'm trying to clean right. it off, you, you know, something like that. But Dallas and the crew over at Fowler, don't worry, I'll get some more bugs. But in a rain, get it back. when it's raining rain, you outside, you right. use windshield wipers, right? Yes. Kevin will argue absolutely. vehemently with you. It makes it more difficult to see when you use windshield wipers. This man has some opinions. I think we need a. A more thorough, in-depth conversation with Kevin Henry at some point. You know, you were you were talking about our last trip that we made when we drove through the night from Ames. I still think my favorite moment was in the wee hours of the morning whenever we were coming off the Kansas Turnpike. One car had a pike pass, one car didn't. And <laughs> a person in the other car was so ready to get home, they called me and they were like, just run it. It's a dealer car. No one's ever going to track you down. Just run it. It's fine. Don't just worry about break it. The law. Just, just go. <laughs> now, just to be clear, I did stop and pay, so I'm, I'm not risking that. As I far don't as think it'd be too hard police. for the people out there to guess who made. I'm that still kind of shook by that truck this morning, that had the lights. Yeah, and he did. He's trying to tell you to slow down. I, I, and then he like exited like he was going home. I don't think he had any authority. I think I could have blown by him and just went about my way, but right. Yeah, is what it is. All right. Well, that was two hours. What's ago. coming up on the show today, Chris? It's a good-looking question. We're going to feel it out. We're going to talk about these beautiful planes that we're driving through right now. It's just kind of regular planes. <laughs> we're going to talk about oh. the chemtrails that are poisoning us. Uh, I've as just we drive received along. a text message from a well-known uh, scribe in the state of Oklahoma. Go ahead. Who says they agree with Kevin? No windshield wipers. Oh boy, this is going to be the new. So okay, question. This is going to be something that's broken out in the final. Three what kind of idiot of doesn't turn everybody... on the windshield wipers if Do it's they raining? Use Rain-X? Yeah, exactly. TJ, is there Rainex involved or something? Uh, I need I need more information. I was driving home from Indianapolis NCAA tournament with Kevin and my son a couple of years ago, uh-huh. and we switched drivers. And Kevin starts driving, and it's raining. I mean, to beat the band, it's raining. And he's not using windshield wipers. And I was like, I was like, the wipers are right. Yeah, I was telling him where the wipers are on my car. And he was like, I don't like to use windshield wipers. I can't, <laughs> I can't see when I use windshield wipers. It makes it harder to see. And I was like, well, you can see now because the windshield is covered in rain. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. Anyway, uh... apparently that's a theory. All right, everyone, stick around. Uh, Chris Plank, Josh Helmer, coming up next. I'll be back with you at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning from the press box at Jack Trice Stadium. Thanks to Noah Eagle and Uncle for joining us today. Everybody have a great weekend.